0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, we're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor to get your free entry into our NFL Survivor Contest. First place gets $500 in cash and a $250 gift card to the SGPN store. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the... MLB gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne, North East England. Uh, Today is Sunday, August 14, uh, and we are here to handicap a slate of MLB action for monday august the 15th i have two co-hosts tonight i'll introduce the first one who's paying attention uh coming to us is the youngster dylan rock dylan what's happening
1: how's it going malcolm good to be with you i haven't t- talked to you or seen you in about a week how's the vacation
0: yeah it was all right mate uh, Cheap and cheerful didn't go anywhere really fancy uh east coast of england but i had some good family time road i was very brave i rode some roller coasters with my daughter because no one else would go on uh and i also got in the sea which is a, that's pretty brave for me i'm a very soft man uh, so i did a couple of brave things and yeah we had some good fun and played very around fun. the beach and ate ice creams and things like that so lots of fun um so and the reason i introduced you was the one who uh is paying attention is because our other current co-host is sweating about i oh, am I'm gonna say five or six different bets on different sports. <laughs> he's doing he's doing his thing. He's laughing he's doing his thing where his eyeballs are going left and right above the screen, watching all the <laughs> all the sport. Uh Moon off Moon after. you wanna tell us what's going
2: on? And then we leave you to uh, to watch uh, and chim whenever you can. There's a <laughs> there's a lot going on, Malcolm. Um I I just cashed the WNBA bet. I had the aces, so that that came in. So but the bigger sweats I have some NASCAR going, uh, but you know, that's a NASCAR. More, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little more, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is what I'm looking for, but my my main sweat right now is we are sweating out the FedEx, uh, St. Jude championship with Willie Z, uh, in what well, tied for the lead right now with, uh, Straka and I have a 22 to one ticket on him right now. And. Oh, I have zero faith in Willie Z to pull this out right now. So if you see me falling out of my chair here, Malcolm, you'll you'll, you'll know why.
0: Well, 10 minutes
2: ago, I had no
0: dog in this fight whatsoever. Um, but having talked to you, I've just put the golf on now. Um, yeah, looking forward to sweating this for the next half an hour as we try to handicap some baseball games for you. I'm a broken man today. I've had my uh, under 11 football team. Um, at a tournament for the first time. They've gone up in an age group, but there's been some rule changes. They're playing off sides for the first time. I don't know how high-level coaches do it because I've had the 11-year-old kids uh, at a tournament today, and I am drained. I am an absolutely broken man. Uh, so hats off to all those uh, grassroots coaches who were at the coal face, uh doing it with the, the young boys and girls of our two countries because it's a thankless task. And it, honestly, it absolutely batters my head. So I haven't seen any... Um, baseball either day, but there was some talk on the channel earlier on that we were going to attempt to mush the... Was it a perfect game, Dylan? Was it Drew Rasmussen earlier on you were telling
1: me? Yeah, Drew Rasmussen. He was going perfect through eight and then led the ninth inning off with it. He gave up a double. He gave Actually gave up a run, so... But no, he was pitching really good. I think he had 78 pitches through eight innings, so very efficient.
0: Um. Yeah, so uh, we didn't get on... Want to mush that in time, but yeah, interesting. Stuff. So I'm a little bit out the loop on on the baseball scores today. I'll have to catch up in a little while. But we do have uh, games tomorrow. We're going to start with um. There's a double header. Um, which uh, we've got five or six, not five or six, maybe three or four games off the board at the moment. Uh, We often have this issue on a Sunday night while teams uh, shuffle their pitches around. Uh, But the double header, we can handicap game one, but there's a TBD pitcher in game two, and it's the Detroit Tigers at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, The first game is the one where we have both pitches and lines for. That's a 10 past three Eastern uh, first pitch. The pitchers will be uh, Drew Hutchison, for the Detroit Tigers and Aaron Savale for the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians are a shade over two to one on uh, for this one. Minus two oh five. Um Detroit are plus one seventy five. Is that the first game? Have I got this the wrong way around?
1: No, no, it's the first game. You're right. Oh uh, sorry, uh, no, it's the line.
0: It's like yeah I've got the right it's I've actually I have got the lines the wrong way around here. So Cleveland are minus two eleven. Uh, Detroit plus one eighty, and the total here is set at eight. Uh, so, Moon, have you tackled this double header for us? Uh, so, sorry to distract you. I'll watch Willie Z. You tell us about Detroit and Cleveland.
2: Yeah, Detroit and Cleveland, like you said, first game of the double header. For of course, he doesn't stay on the fairway. Um, the double header <laughs> uh, for this game here. Um, when we talked about Aaron Savaldi last week, I know these two teams recently played. A series, uh, I believe it was last week on the 10th, where Aaron Savali went up against his Tigers team. And I mentioned on that podcast that these uh, Guardians pitchers do really well against Tigers, uh, uh, against the Tigers team. I'm sorry. So Savali over his career, and this dates back to 2019, he's a perfect seven zero with a 2.11 ERA against the Detroit Tigers. His last start, he had a, uh, I mean, a decent outing where he gave up two earned runs, but that was in four innings. But the Guardians still went on to win that game, three to two. You know, you mentioned Drew Hutchinson is going to be the starting pitcher for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Last five games, he's 0 two with a 4.97 ERA on the road. 0 one with a 4.07 ERA. He did have a good outing. Uh, These two sorry, pitchers did match up back on Wednesday, August 10th. Uh, Five innings, he gave up three earned runs. So I'm going to stay here with the Guardians. I like Savali's history against the uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, I'll take the first five-inning money line here with the Cleveland Guardians. I'm sorry, not the money line. I'll take the run line here uh, on the Cleveland Guardians in the first five innings uh, with Aaron Savali going up against Drew Hutchinson, uh, Malcolm
0: um, and I off mean, if we go straight into the second game, we've got Brian Garcia going for Detroit and <laughs> excuse me, uh, TBD pitcher for me for the Cleveland guardians. Did you have a steer on this
2: second game at all? I, I really didn't without the, without pitchers. Uh, I, I didn't have one. I've been seeing Connor Pinkleton may get the start here yeah. for, uh, the Cleveland guardians, but I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't dig into the second game of the doubleheader. I just really like the guardians here in this first five, uh, run line against Drew Hutchinson.
0: Uh, That's perked me up because you can never get Connor Pilkington's name. You always say Pinkleton, uh, which is uh, I'm never going to get bored of that. No, it's fine. (laughs) I really enjoy it. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, Dylan, uh, Detroit to Cleveland. So game one or did did you have any lean for game two either on this one?
1: Uh, no, no lean. I didn't even know Connor Pilkington was going for game two, so no real feel for the second game. But for the first game, instead of doing the first five uh, minus the half, I'll do the first game minus uh, full game minus uh, the run and a half. Uh, I think the Nationals they're in shambles right now. They're, they've lost nine of their last ten. Guardians they're red hot seven and three in their last ten, uh, and I think they're, they're up right now against the Blue Jays where they've won already. So yeah. eight, and eight and three. Um, and I think they have the Tigers' number this season. They've won the last five names between the two teams. So you're giving me plus money with the much better team with the pitcher who has a better history against them. I'm going to take the uh, run line at plus money here.
0: Yeah, I think the only, the only way I looked to play this was... Um, I think this is a really good spot for Cleveland to take both legs of the bubble header. Um, and I thought you could have parlayed them that way. You're right, Detroit have completely fallen in a hole again. Cleveland are playing sound sound baseball. Often we talk when there is a double header that we like, sort of like to take one team to take each leg but I don't think that's the case tomorrow. I think Cleveland could uh, in this first game put their foot on the throat and not let them up for the rest of the day so maybe parlay Cleveland uh, for both games tomorrow. Uh, next is a 6-4 Eastern first pitch which is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Cincinnati Reds where Noah Syndergaard will take the ball for Philly and Mike Minor the lefty goes for the Reds. The Phillies are road favourites. Minus 175. Cincinnati plus 150. The home put totally a set at nine. And, um... Well back to you. We would have to, go to harass you some more. Lead us
2: off with Philly at Cincinnati. Yeah, we talked about it a lot, uh, um, I think it was last week when I when I mentioned that the Phillies do really well against shitty pitchers. And they're they're facing a shitty pitcher here in Mike Minor. we saw this weekend was a prime example that they went up against, you know, great starting pitching in the New York Mets and they weren't able to do a lot offensively um for you know for this series against the Mets, but now you're going up against a pitcher like Mike Miner, who's one and nine on the season with a six point two four ERA. Last five games, zero and three with a five point six three ERA at home this season, zero and six with a six point two five ERA, and against NL East teams, zero and four with a six point one zero ERA. And you know the thing that really sticks out to me is the um, left-handed, uh, the left-handed uh, uh, batting numbers. I'm trying to say. For the Phillies, where they are number one in the way against left-handed pitching. So Mike Miner, we know he's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, I like the Phillies here to get the job done. Noah Syndergaard, you know, he's been a little bit of trouble for uh, the Phillies. Over his last two games, one and two with a 4.21 ERA. In away games, one and six with a 5.17 ERA. I'll lean towards over in this game as well. Give me the Phillies team total in this game as well. But I I think that eventually, or the Phillies do find a way to get the job done here against uh, Cincinnati Reds and Mike Miner. So a couple of different ways I do like this game is Phillies team total. I like the full game over. And I think that the Phillies do pull it out at the end of the game here, Uh, Malcolm.
0: Okay, uh, Dylan, what do you make of this one?
1: yeah give me the Phillies here minus one and a half the Reds are just playing bad baseball as well they lost five in a row they haven't scored three runs or more in those five games they just seem not to be able to score any runs and now Mike Miner is on the bump for the Reds and I I think the Phillies are going to tax him. I think Munaf made a great point they tax really bad pitchers but when they go up against good pitchers they did get the win against Scherzer but I'll write that one off as luck so I, th- I think uh, the Phillies, they'll bounce back after the bad series against the Mets. So give me the Phillies here, minus one and a half.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Phillies have to win this one. They are about 25 points too short uh, for me to take. It's an outright, you could have taken them um, at minus minus one fifty, um, but n- not at the minus minus one seventy-five. I actually came down on the under nine. Nine seems a lot when the Reds can't score any runs. Dylan's just pointed out that they can barely get to three. Um, I'm expecting a little bit better from Syndergaard. I took Minor last week as a dog against the Mets, which you all laughed at. And actually, I think both teams ended up with eight hits. So it wasn't a terrible pick, although um, the Mets did uh, get their noses in front in that one. So I thought, so Mike didn't pitch too bad in that game. Ended up giving up four earned runs, I think. But if the Reds are going to score one or two, uh, the Phillies still aren't that prone in offense. And that means they're going to have to score Six, seven, eight runs to get this over. So I thought the nine just looked a, a tick too high for me. Well, it's not as strongly, and it was a pretty ugly game and a handicap. So yeah, under nine for me. But um, so I think we uh, we came down on all all different sides of that one. Uh, next up is the six forty Eastern first pitch between the San Diego Padres and the Miami Marlins, which is Joe Musgrove and Sandy Alcantara uh, goes for Miami. Uh, San Diego are minus 128. Uh, another home dog, the Marlins, at plus 110. Totally ever set it six and a half. And who is going to lead us off with this one? Ed, Dylan, we'll throw this across to you. Good pitching matchup, probably uh, the best one on the slate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, two plays for me in this one. I did make the Marlins a short minus 105 favorite. So at well. this plus money, I'm going to take the home puppy here. Um, and I'll also go under six and a half as well. I made my total 5.8, two great, two great pitchers going in Musgrove and Alcantara. Alcantara, he's six and three at home in his last four starts at home three have finished below this number. Usually when he pitches at home, we see a lower scoring game. Now with Musgrove, he, he hasn't looked like his normal self the past few starts on the road. The Padres have actually lost five of his last six starts. So I, I think the Fish are live here with their ace on the mound, and I think we see a lower scoring game. I think both offenses are they're just not scoring a lot of runs. So I'm going to take the under six and a half and also take the home puppy here.
0: Yeah, that six and a half just frightens you. It's a horrible number to have to take an under on. I am um, again I, I thought that was too low with um the Padres offence. Um I think we could probably get maybe late in the game, but we could get over six and a half. And like you say, Musgrove has been ever so slightly vulnerable. I just couldn't bring I couldn't pick a side on this one, but I, I certainly couldn't bring myself to take the under on the six and a half. So I came down on the other side was it over. That was just a little value play, really, again. Not a strong lead. Uh, Munaf, can you split the tie on this one? Musgrove v Alcantara?
2: Yeah, I I like the idea of getting plus money here at home with Sandy Alcantara. Just because of what Dylan mentioned, that he's just been so good at home this season. And, I mean, frankly, overall for the season, he's been really good. But uh, 10-5 and record with a 2.01 ERA at home, 6-3 and with a 1.78 ERA. Um, If you're able to get a three and a half on the first five, uh, I would like the under on that because I feel like these two pitchers uh, will be dealing early in the game. And I think that, uh, you know, we've seen where, you know, Sandy's been in these games where they're, they're really low scoring within that first five innings. And for whatever reason, sometimes Mattingly leaves them out too, uh, out there too long and he gives up a couple runs, maybe that seventh, eighth inning that could cost you that under if you do play the full game. But um, I really like that first five uh, under three and a half. I'm assuming that's what the number would be. And then on the side, I do like getting uh, Sandy Alcantara with plus money here at home.
0: Okay, so a couple of votes there uh, for the Marlins as a home puppy. Um the live chat is open, as always, when we do our uh, YouTube and Twitter live streams. So good evening to uh, Ryan and David. Uh, we're both chirping up in there. Nice to uh, nice to have the DGens joining in. Uh, next up is the 7.05 Eastern First Pitch, the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals, where Marcus Stroman, um, officially TBD. I think it's going to be Stroman. You boys can correct me if you think I'm wrong. Uh, we'll go for the Cubs. And Jojo Gray will be on the hill. For the Nationals, um, it's another home uh, puppy. That's three three on the spin here. The Cubs are minus 139. The Nationals are plus 120. Totally are a set at eight and a half. Uh, Strowman is three and five for 420 ERA. Has pitched 79 and one third with 74 strikeouts. Josiah Gray is seven and eight with a 481 ERA. 112 and one third pitched 127 strikeouts. Uh, Strowman's going along really nicely for the Cubs. We've, uh, we've mentioned him in Favoured him a couple of times over the last few weeks here. Um, A two eighty nine ERA in his last five starts. He's got a two twenty six road ERA. And he's actually pitched the majority of his innings on the road, which I think is just a quirk of the schedule, really. He's pitched 51 and two-thirds of those 79 innings in total uh, on the road so far this season. Um, Has pitched against Washington in his last start. Um, Actually gave up four earned runs. In that one, but that was it, that was a home start, and like we said, he's been a lot better on the road. Um Jojo Gray, it's no secret, I've been quite keen on him, but it's, it's even if you're keen on a player, sometimes you just have to sort of wait them out. He's on a little bit of a downturn, really, um, on his cycle. He's 7 11 ERA in his last five. Um, two and seven at home with a six seventy-five ERA. I don't I don't know potentially if uh, there's a little bit of fatigue sitting in um, because he's quite a young kid and he's, he's pitched a lot of innings. It's been a quite a long and arduous season uh, for anyone on the Nationals. So I'm not sure how much fun uh, Josiah Gray is having at the moment. Uh, this is two poor teams, but the Cubs are actually playing okay. Um, they had won three in a row, I think, before tonight. I think they've lost tonight, but they were six and four in the last 10. And that minus 139 against Gray, who is struggling, and the Nationals, who are
2: very poor, seems fair enough to me. I'll take the Cubs on the money line, off. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Stroman's been going along very well, but he had a lot, uh, start, I'm sorry, last week, actually, against his Nationals team, where he did give up four earned runs at, uh, at, at Wrigley Field to the Washington Nationals. And, you know, we talked a lot about Josiah Gray all this season. He's a pitcher. That I want to uh, possibly back uh, on the road, but not at home. Uh, like you mentioned, two and seven with a six point seven five ERA. Um, I like the first five over in this game uh, between these two pitchers. You mentioned that the Cubs have been doing pretty well over this last week where they've won, you know, some games. But I think we could get some, you know, just because Juan Soto and, and Josh Bell have been gone from this team, I think the Nationals are still be able, able to pull up, uh, put up some runs. So um, I think that, you know, there's a possibility that we see some runs being scored in this game, especially with Josiah Gray struggles at home. Uh, he gives up the long ball. Uh, he, he gives up a lot of walks as well. He averages about two and a half walks per game. Um, I just don't trust him at home. So I'm going to just back the over here in this game uh, between these two pitchers. Give me the over uh, possibly four and a half or five in this game between the Nationals and the Cubs. Okay, Dylan, comes very nuts.
1: Yeah, kind of chalky play here, but I do like the Cubbies here on the money line. Like I said last week, you got to be super careful when you want to back the Nationals. They did <laughs> pull out the outright win on Saturday night against the Padres, but they're still 2-8 and eight in their last 10. So not not a team I wanna put my money on. But uh Shoman, he hasn't had the best year, but for whatever reason, like Moonov said, gotta look to his home and away splits. He's been able to pitch well on the road for whatever reason. Three and two with a two twenty six ERA. The Nationals were able to get to Showman last week, but that was in Chicago. So back home, I think it's a little revenge spot for him and the Cubs. So give me the Cubbies here to get the revenge minus one forty.
0: Okay. Uh, a little contemplative stroke of Moonap's beard as Willie Z slides one past the left edge of the cup. <laughs> Moonap's face is an absolute picture. Uh, all of these lines that we're giving you out tonight um, are from our headline sponsor here on the MLB Gombling Podcast, which is Winbet. Um, it's a perfect time to join Winbet. You'll get a hundred dollar bet, um a hundred dollar free bet. When you bet a hundred dollars or more. Uh, Reduced juice on baseball as well. Uh, so if you are betting MLB, Winbet is absolutely the best place to do it. Uh, and the casino is on the go, 24 hours a day as well. You'll get a 100% deposit bonus there, up to $1,000. Um, Lots to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough play win bits available. And if you want someone new, you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 Odds Trader, a firm, who've come on board with us as well lately, um, if you're a DJ and a gambler, this is the place, honestly... Absolutely outstanding service. Um, you can compare odds from all the major sports books to make sure you get the best value. Um, compare sign-up codes and promos so you get the right bonuses as well. Um, as well as that, you can get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, uh, projected game weather, and a little tracker so you can track all your bets. A perfect tool um, if you're going to have a little punt. Um, odds Trader is the place to find all of that. Um, OddsTrader.com slash bluewire Odds Trader is the number one site for all your game day bets. Next, we will go to, I'm going to do the Mets now because I'm going to forget they're about to disappear off the top of my page. So uh, I will not let Jeff Fox have the pleasure of hearing me forget the Mets. Uh, 7.20 Eastern first pitch is the New York bets at the Atlanta Braves. Carlos Carrasco uh, goes for the Mets. And Spencer Strider gets the start for the Atlanta Braves. The Mets here are plus 130. Uh, not often the Mets have been a, a dog this season. The Braves minus 152. Totally are set at eight. Uh, Dylan, tell us about your Mets and why they're going to turn over Atlanta tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no bias here, but uh, how are the Braves a minus 150? I saw them as high as a minus 170 favourite with Uncle Charlie in the mound. There's just, just no way. Maybe since they're... Have you, on- got,
0: uh, you, you got Charlie Morton going? Yeah, I do. Okay, i got Spencer Strider. Um.
1: Whoever's on the mound, who, whoever's on the mound, <laughs> it it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. I, I know they're playing better baseball. They did have that nice comeback win today against the Marlins, but uh, Cookie Carrasco has been lights out since the beginning of July. The Mets have won se- the last seven games he started, one of them being against the Braves. And let's not forget, Cookie Carrasco, he's 2-0 and against the Braves this season, 193 ERA, and they're only hitting a buck 96 off of him. I, I just think he's going to continue to dominate. He's going to get his 14th win. The Mets are just a better team right now. So give me the Mets minus uh, plus 145 I was able to get.
0: Has Carrasco not been struggling his last couple of starts. Has he been going okay?
1: He's been lights out.
0: Right. So who am I thinking
1: of? <laughs> which, not, which... not No one on the Mets.
0: No one on the Mets has been struggling. Okay, <laughs> no can problem. Do no wrong right now.
1: And that's uh, according no to wrong. Dylan. Come on.
0: Until it gets Yeah, this, this is a weird one because Strider's obviously a bit of a darling at the moment. Uh he's certainly been, been a fantasy darling all season and uh, he's making quite a lot of noise. He he has been a talking horse uh, fairly recently. So yeah, the eight looks like a fair line for me to take the under run. Uh, two decent offences, um, but these teams um the Mets had the Braves number uh in that five game series. I think it finished four to one, which was dating back to last weekend. So I wasn't uh, brave enough to take the Mets like Dylan is, um, but I'm brave enough to take the total under the total of eight at minus one hundred and five. Munaf
2: Carrasco is seven and zero with a two point five four ERA against NL East teams this season. Nice. And you take a look at Spencer Strider this season, 4-3 and three with a 4.42 ERA and, and two appearances or two starts against the Mets this season, 0-1 with a 6.14 ERA. I think there's some value here on the uh, New York Mets money line here. So I'm going to take the Mets here with Cookie Carrasco. It's crazy to see that he has 13 wins on the season. I would have never guessed that. But going for his 14th win here, I think he gets, uh, he gets the job done here for the New York Mets. Big series, this is a big
1: Yeah, this is a huge series, Malcolm. This is the guys. If Spencer Schreiter does go, isn't this the guy that said we were lucky?
2: Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. He said that... uh, Extra motivation. It's probably on the bulletin uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, he said that the Mets
0: were carrying all the luck. So, yeah, there will be a little bit of needle there tomorrow. Uh, Looking forward to that one. Um, 7.05 Eastern first pitch. The Tampa Bay Rays go to the New York Yankees. And uh, both officially TBD pitches we think uh, that it's Ryan Yarbrough who will potentially lead off a bullpen day for the Tampa Bay Rays. and Garrett Cole goes for the Yankees uh no lines on the board for this um at all uh with, with no lines in a in a TBD pitcher. what have you got to tell us about this one or is it
2: is it a hard pass uh, with a lack of info? Uh, I think I'll, I'll give some information on Garrett Cole uh, just against the Rays this season. 1-0 and with a .93 ERA, 29 strikeouts, and three appearances. So in 19 and one-thirds innings against the Rays this season, he's only allowed two earned runs. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Rays, and which offense do you trust more here—is it the New York Yankees or the Tampa Bay Rays? So I, I think that this is a you know a game where Cole Keenan kind of just needs to forget about the last start he had at, in, in Yankee Stadium, which was against the Mariners, and he's had he has good numbers against the Rays this season, and I, I'm sure this number is probably going to be a, a huge you know two minus two fifty number, probably maybe north of three hundred uh, for the uh, for the Yankees here, but I just don't see a world where you know, Garrett Cole just didn't come out and, and pitch well against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays here. So, um, depending on the number, I probably look at a ru- sorry a run line here for the Yankees. But other than that, I mean, that's just information I have for Garrett Cole so far uh, against the Rays this season. I'm sorry, uh, Dylan. Did you have much on this game?
1: Yeah, not much. Um, I mean, I can't back either team right now. Yankees. I yeah. think in the group chat, I was me and Munaf were talking about how just bad uh, Garrett Cole has been and. I just don't think he's an ace right now. I mean, aces don't yeah. do what he's been uh, he's been doing the past couple starts. So maybe look towards under. I think both of these teams have been struggling to score some runs, especially the Yankees out of the All-Star break. So I, I agree. I do think they'll open up a huge favorite just because based on his name, Gerrit Cole, they'll probably open up a, over a $2 favorite. So if you want to take a swing with the Tampa Bay Rays, if you're able to get good value, I mean, I don't see why not. Maybe first five plus a half, but. I'm Probably going to stay away from this game,
0: yeah. That's it. I, w- I would have liked to have seen the lines on this game because I really enjoy fading Gerrit Cole. You can often get uh, a big price on the oboe for the reasons you've just been saying name recognition, he's pretty much standard minus 200. I um, mean, he can often get him beat at those prices. Uh, the Yankee, you, c- you can't back the Yankees, um, two and eight in the last 10, sneaked a win yesterday. Um, they play tonight, don't they? Actually, um, again. Yeah. The late game against the Red Sox in Tampa Bay have been better actually recently, but I'm still not really keen. So there was nothing in this that I would agree with you, Dylan. That if I was going to have a pizza bet, the pizza bet would be on the Yankees. Uh, sorry, on the on the Rays. Um, but yeah, got nothing. Nothing inspired me to want to have a punt on this game at all. Uh, and with no lines out, I was happy to give it the swerve. Uh, next is a seven o seven Eastern. First pitch between the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays, where Kyle Bradish uh, gets the start for Baltimore and left Yusei Kikuchi goes for the Toronto Blue Jays. Lines are Baltimore plus 140, Toronto minus 164. Totally ever set at nine. And this one is um, across the UMUNAF.
2: Yeah, a battle of an AL East matchup here. And these two pitchers actually, I believe, matched up uh, on Monday. I believe it was last Monday. Um, and Kikuchi, I faded Kikuchi on the road uh, earlier this week, or sorry, last Monday, against the Baltimore Orioles. And, you know, we talked about how he's not a great pitcher on the road, but the numbers are slightly better at home for Kikuchi, 4-2 and two with a 4.22 ERA. But I think the bigger thing for me here is that Kyle – Bradish seems like he's kind of figured out, you know, some things while you know he he made his return and over his last three starts, uh, he's been pretty solid for the uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. He if his, has pitched fifteen and one third innings, only allowed six earned runs in that span. Uh, he's coming off a victory against Toronto, where he did give up three earned runs in five and one third innings pitched to the Blue Jays, but uh, the Blue Jays did get the victory in that game um, with Bradish on the mound and. I I just, I can't put my money behind Kikuchi. Uh, I don't trust him. And, and Baltimore, I understand they're not doing, uh, they are actually number eight in WRC plus against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. And I think this might be a spot where the Baltimore Orioles are going to be a, a, a underdog in this game. Again, a significant underdog. I don't want to lay a minus 165 price with the Toronto Blue Jays either. So I'm, uh, I like, the Baltimore money line here plus one forty. I also like the over nine in this game. I think we see we can see runs being put up, especially with these two pitchers on the mound.
0: Yeah, mean If we did our lock dog total show um, for the Saturday night games, and I actually mentioned that I like Baltimore um, going up against Shane McClanahan for the reasons you've just said about the left-handed pitching. Yeah, it didn't quite pay off. Um, McClanahan and Tampa Bay overcame Then that, that night. um, This was weird because I'm not into Kikuchi at all, but I wasn't quite brave enough to take Braddish. Um, although, at start of the season, a lot of good talk about him. I think he had a couple of good starts and then he kind of regressed, which is fair enough. And he came back and Baltimore, he kind of, these young pitchers have mirrored what Baltimore have done this season, uh, which has kind of outperformed uh, what people thought. And it's, it's been good to see in positive. So, on the grounds, I wasn't willing to take either side. I thought the over was a possibility here at nine. Don't like Kikuchi. And as much as I do like Bradish, I think there's probably three or four runs that a offense like Toronto can take off him. Uh, so, I think we can get over nine in this one. Uh, Dylan, Baltimore v. Toronto?
1: Yeah, team ride. Uh, I'm going to go on the over as well. No real opinion on the side. I, I think the number is low for nine. Uh, I set my total at 9.9, almost out of 10. So, I'm going to fade both of these starters, Bradish and Kikuchi. Whenever Bradish is on the mound, I usually look toward the over or the opposing team's team total. In his 13 games he started this season, eight of them have gone over the number. He's faced the Blue Jays twice. The Orioles lost both of those games, and he has an ERA of 7.45. Teams are hitting 359 off of him. And Kukuchi, he's faced the Orioles twice, lost both of those games as well, and both of those games went way over. So I just think this game lines up perfectly for another over, so – I think we see a ton
0: of runs. Give me the over nine. Uh David in the chat's gone extremely brave with the O's on the run line. Um so yeah, so why not get some get some fancy prices in the books there for that one? Um seven forty, Eastern first pitches the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins, which is the left handed pitcher Chris Bubich goes for Kansas City and Joe Ryan will go for Minnesota. Uh, the lines on this one have the Kansas City Royals at plus 177, um, Minnesota prohibitive at minus 214, total set at eight and a half. Uh, Bubic is two and six with a 502 ERA, has pitched 86 innings with 73 strikeouts. Uh, Joe Ryan, eight and five, 395 ERA, 95 and two thirds, pitched 93 strikeouts. Um, Bubic is Initial stat line is quite misleading because he's been really good recently. Two twenty-seven ERA in his last five starts, and those five starts have been the White Sox, the Red Sox, the Yankees, Tampa, and Toronto. So he's faced kind of the upper tier um, of opposition there. He has got a lot of run support, um, which you can't always rely on for Casey. But casey have been quite combative. Um, Lately. I think they've got a win over the Dodgers tonight, Casey. So uh, they've been uh, they've been wagging their tails as a dog. Um, Joe Ryan's had two shockers in his last three starts. Gave up 10 against San Diego three starts ago, the game in which I locked him up to win, uh, and gave up five against the LA Dodgers. Uh, back again, slightly softer opposition this time. Um, and Joe Ryan's been really good against this division as well. He's seen, he's seen this division a lot and he's been excellent. Um, I thought this could... Behind, you've got to give Brubich a little bit of credit here for what he's been doing. Uh, so if you can keep this tight, um, maybe your first five under uh, for this one, and we might see some runs later on. But I think both pitchers can go okay, and I would take a first five under. Dylan, uh, Kansas City at Minnesota.
1: Yeah, slight lean towards the over in the full game. Uh, I set my total at 8.8. The Royals and the Twins have both been involved in a lot of high-scoring games this past week. Royals are 7-3 towards the over. While the Twins are five, four, and one towards over in both of their last ten games, actually four of the last five games between these two teams have skied over this number. So usually when these two teams uh, link up, we see some runs being scored. Uh, I don't trust Bub- Bubic on the road, and the last three starts for Ryan, he hasn't been his best. So I'm gonna fade both pitchers. I hope for some runs tomorrow. So over eight and a half is the play for me.
2: off Bubic v Ryan. Yeah, if you take a look at uh, Joe Ryan against AL Central teams this season, he is 6-0 and with a 1.79 ERA, and then he has had two starts against the Orioles this season where he's been absolutely dominant. Uh, he's 2-0 and in those situations with a point seven seven ERA, 11 and two-thirds innings pitched, only allowed one earned run to the Kansas City Royals. Um I know this is a big number of, maybe this is a parlay piece for the Minnesota Twins money line here, but I'm going to go with the run line here for the uh, Minnesota Twins, minus one and a half, plus 105 Okay, um, with these two pitchers.
0: Uh, off all over the Twins there. Um, Okay, let's advertise more stuff. Uh, Run your pool, Uh, off's favorite. Um, The home of competition, uh, which brings sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game Matter more, uh, Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pick-a-man survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host um, our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Get in. Uh, free to enter as well. Right, my entry is already in. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Uh, Prizes being announced. Wanna take all five hundred dollars and two hundred and fifty dollars to the SGPN store. Um so yeah, football season right around the corner. Uh, and sleeper, uh, you will have the app already. I know I do. We were talking last week that I got my notifications about my uh, league being renewed. They've, I've got four or five leagues on there. Great website. Um, great app. But they've. Added to it with the overall under game, uh, so you can make a few quid as well. Uh, choose your sport, choose your players, choose your props, and then you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money that you've put in. Uh, Sleeper is the first sports contest game which is built into your fantasy experience. Um, the chat box is great, loads of fun. You can tell your friends' picks, get the Smack Talk going in there. Uh, so download Sleeper now, play the overall under game. Um, you can join our listener group on Sleeper at sgp. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Go to sgp to get that $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next, 8.05 Eastern first pitch is the Oakland Athletics and the Texas Rangers, which is James Caprelian for Oakland, and he will take on Glenn Otto, of the Texas Rangers Oakland are plus 136 Texas minus 158 jollies uh, with the total set at 8 uh, D-Rock, Oakland Texas, a bit of a bum fight do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, I was actually able to get an under eight and a half. I took that under. At eight, I still like the under. I made my total 8.2 despite both teams really struggling to win a game uh, recently. Rangers won actually today but they're both of them just been having some tough times scoring runs. The A's have scored five runs just one time in their last eight games. So you can't score, it simply. You can't win games. Uh, now, another reason I do like the under is because Kaprilian, uh has had success against the Rangers this season. He's actually pitched pretty decent in his last few starts. Three of his last four games have gone under the numbers, So he's been locked in recently. So I, I don't think we see a lot of runs scored in both and in, in either team. So maybe a 3-1, 4-1 game. Let's get another under, under 8.5, under 8, whatever you like.
0: Uh, Munaf, are you slightly distracted? The goal's heated up now. It's come to a climax. Uh, <laughs> tell us about
2: Oakland and Texas. What's that exciting about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, Caprillian, he's been good over his last five games here, two and one with a 2.73 ERA. Uh, he did have a bad start, or yeah, we could say a bad start against the Angels in his last start where he went five innings, gave up three, earned run, three walks, did have six strikeouts in that game, but um. You know, he has faced the Rangers this season, uh, and I'm trying to filter it down to see how he's done against them this season. He's, he's uh, let's see, 14 and one-thirds innings pitch. He's gave up seven earned runs, but his last start was back on July 23rd uh, versus Texas where he threw five shutout innings. So I like the form that he is in. There's no way I'm putting my money behind Glenn Otto. Uh, who's kind of you know, over his last three games, 0 and 3, 4.61 ERA against the A's, does have a victory in two starts with the ERAs at 4.82. Uh, at home this season, 2 and 4 with a 6.69 ERA. So, I personally think there may be some value here on the Oakland A's on the first five innings money line behind Caprillion in the recent form that he has been in. Um, you know, there's opportunities this weekend for the A's to, you know, steal the first five innings money line against the uh, Houston Astros, but their offense just, you know, really carried them all throughout the weekend for the uh, uh, Astros against the A's. But I think that this might be an opportunity where the A's can at least get a first five uh, victory here uh, in the on the money line. So I'm going to go with the first five inning money line. I do agree about the under that Dylan gave out as well.
0: Yeah, when you, you were looking for an angle to attack this game, there is no way, you're right, Munaf, you can back uh, Glen Otto, uh, a price of minus 158, you'd have to be yeah. absolutely nuts, which leads you to the total, uh, which you both the correct, the under, I think is far more likely, but Caprillion's uh, been going okay. Now, you see, I never considered again, Moon, if I do this a lot, I never considered Auckland on the first five. My pick is Auckland on the money line, uh, just because I like how Caprillion's been going, uh, and I don't like how Otto's been going, but this first five thing, it never occurs to be enough. Um, and you've just turned me on to that straight away. So I've got Auckland Moneyline written down here at plus 136. I think a far shrewder move is Oakland on the first five. Um, but either way, it's they're the only two ways you could attack this. You have to take the total, um, or you have to take some kind of punt on Oakland um to get done. So moneyline or first five um is the way to go there. Uh next up is the Houston Astros and the Chicago White Sox, which is an 8 and Eastern first pitch. Jose Akidi? Uh, will go for the Astros. And Johnny Cueto for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, nothing on the board for this one. No lines. Don't know why. Uh, I saw both pitchers announced relatively early. Uh, Moon, after you have any uh, feelings on this one without any numbers uh, behind it.
2: No, nah, if there's, there's not really any odds on it, uh, Malcolm, I don't want to give anything out here. Um, yeah, it's it's a pass for me without official lines.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I can't. It's because it's, it's an interesting game. It should be a good match you'd you'd like to think there'd be an angle or some value somewhere, but it's hard to see where it's going to be. Dylan, yeah. did you? Uh, what did you manage to manufacture some lines yourself here?
1: Yeah, so my lines for this game is I made the Houston Astros a minus one thirty favorite. Minus one and a half is plus one forty five. White Sox, same thing, plus one thirty, plus one and a half is minus, uh one forty. Uh as for the total, I made it eight point one. I, I just think the Astros are gonna be favorite here. They're the much better team and I like to fade the White Sox when they're at home. They're just not a good team at home and Shanny Cueto has been pitching well. His record won't show it, but he does have a 2.91 ERA, so he has been pitching well. So, with no lines, I slightly lean to the Astros, depending on what the line opens up at.
0: Uh, no coincidence that off doesn't want to handicap this baseball game while Sepp struck is standing over a foot, which could, <laughs> which could, which could torpedo his bet. Uh, right. I'll introduce the next game, Moonaf, and. Uh, we should know from your face or any noises that you make whether this put goes in or not. We're heading to a playoff, possibly, people. Um, 8 tennis first pitches, the Elliott Dodgers at the Milwaukee Brewers, where uh, Julio Arias will go for the Dodgers and Freddie Peralta uh, will be on the bump for the Brewers. Brewers, it's another home. Puppy plus 136. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 158. The total is set at 8. And I'm going to pause for about one second. Does that put. Is missing on the left hand side. Moon off lives to go down the first playoff hole. Um, you're Irias enemy, is t- huh? Oh shit, sorry. Did I just. Oh, no, you're good. You? No, no, you're good.
2: <laughs> oh, it's all right. You missed. <laughs> My oh. blood pressure came down a little bit, but uh, yeah.
0: You oh, know, but thank you. That would have been though. extra funny if we'd managed to get you beat without you even knowing it. But anyway, right. Okay, I'll shut up again. I'll talk about baseball. <laughs> that's what I'll do. Um, Irias is 12 and 6, 249 ERA. 122 and two thirds pitched, 117 strikeouts. Uh, Freddie Peralta is 4 and 2, 437 ERA, 47 and a third, 57 strikeouts. Arias uh, has been absolutely flying along, 5 and 0 oh in his last five starts with a 109 ERA. Um, pitched against uh, Milwaukee last time, um, gave up one earned run on five hits, um, over seven innings pitched. So, yeah. Nothing but trust for what Arias is doing at the moment. and um, Peralta is it'll be his third start back from the uh from the IL. He's given up four end runs in the in two thirds. He's he's pitched so far. He's still settling down, not fully stretched out, getting sort of three and four um innings length out of him at the moment. You probably know that I haven't been in on the Brewers recently at all. Uh lot. The Elliot Dodgers can get to Peralta. And they're just always winning on the on the run line. When the Dodgers win, they do it comfortably. I know they've dropped one tonight, uh, but the, the Dodgers run line has been a good bet for me. I think that combination of the trust you have in uh, areas, the anemic Brewers' offense, and the fact I don't think Peralta will go too far into this game, I think the Dodgers can do this comfortably. So the Dodgers on the run line for me, Dylan.
1: Yeah, I'm going to continue the ride to ride the Dodgers uh, train, and they've been rolling for over a week now. I know they lost today, but there's no reason not to continue to back them. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but Freddie Peralta isn't a guy that scares me off this. He he definitely doesn't scare this lineup either. So twelve and one in their last thirteen on the run line, uh, and Freddy Peralta he tr- just coming back off the I.O., He's been very before that though. He's been very inconsistent for my liking. So. Not really a guy I'd like to back. And especially going up against Urias now, who, like you mentioned, Malcolm, he's been on fire his last five starts. So give me the Dodgers to keep it rolling, minus one and a half. And I'm surprised we're getting plus money.
0: Yeah, uh, Moonaf, you can give us your full attention now for the next three minutes. Uh, what have you
2: got on this Dodgers-Brewers game? I mean, you guys mentioned it. Um, if you're going to bet on the... Dodgers, it's going to have to be on the run line. Malcolm, this was a conversation we had last season about the Astros. Yeah. Like, if we like the Astros, you just bet the run line. And, you know, if you bet them over the past, you know, 13 games, I think you're 12 and one and you're, you're sitting pretty. Um, so, I'm trying to see how Freddie Peralta has done against the Dodgers uh, in his career. Uh, he had one star last season where he did go six innings, only gave up one earned run. But, again, this is just a completely different Dodgers team right now um, in the way they're hitting. I know they, oh, you mentioned that they dropped the one on Sunday against the Royals, but you know, not, not a huge road trip going from Kansas City to Milwaukee. I think the Dodgers get back to uh, their winning ways here. Give me the run line as well. Put the Urias on the road so far this season, 7-4 and four with a 2.27 ERA. And filtering it down to see how he's done against the Brewers uh, in his career, he's 4-1 and one with a 2.29 ERA. Uh, last season, he went 13 and one third innings against the Brewers and only allowed two earned runs in that span. Two starts, one earned run each, and the Dodgers won both of those games, I believe, on the run line. Yeah, 16-4. And then the second game in October was eight to three victory for uh, Julio Rios and the Dodgers. So, um, give me the Dodgers run line here with uh, you guys as well on the with the plus money here. I've got cramp in my
0: right foot, worse than childbirth, I imagine. Um, but I'm going to battle on through. I don't know. I've got cramp just sitting here podcasting. Um, speaks testament to what my overall physical fitness. Uh, two games left uh, to handicap. Yeah, nine thirty eight Eastern first pitch is the Seattle Mariners at the L.A. Angels where Luis Castillo. Uh, We'll go for the Mariners. And Shohei Ohtani is on the mound for the Angels. The Mariners are plus 125. Angels are minus 145. Total, six and a half. Second six and a half we've seen tonight. Castillo um, is five and four. 271 ERA has pitched 99 and two thirds with 105 strikeouts. Ohtani is 10 and seven. 268 ERA, 111 innings pitched, 157 strikeouts. Yikes. Um, this is Castillo's third start for Seattle since coming across. His um, previous two we were both against the Yankees. Uh, last time out, scoreless through eight innings as well. Really good. So you, I'm expecting a good start from Castillo. Um, I thought a K prop was a possibility here as well. Very consistent. His last five starts. He struck out seven, eight, 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 eight. And the Angels, as we've discussed previously, strike out a lot. I know they were second, I think, the last time I checked um, a little while ago. So, yeah, um, Castillo could see what the line is, but certainly get to eight, uh, maybe above that as well. Otani just keeps on going. Um, He's been exceptional. But I don't know how... At any point you can make the Angels a minus 145 favourite, yeah? The... um, Mariners have improved their playoff odds more than any other team. Oh, by over 90% of the Mariners uh, have improved their playoff odds while they've been on this little purple patch that they've been in. Um, the angels are this short of price due to the presence of Ohtani and nothing else. We talked about this with Garrett Cole earlier on. I think it's a uh, similar thing. Mariners are a better team. Um, and they haven't got a bum on the mound either. They've got Castillo, who's who's in Ace uh, Seattle plus one twenty-five uh, looks like a life-changing price to me. I shall be snapping that up. Moonaf, what do you think?
2: Yeah, this is a bit of a head scratcher. I mean, Castillo has been going pretty well here for the Mariners. I know he's faced the Yankees, I don't know, like every day over the last month, it seems like. Uh throughout his last four starts have been against the Yankees. But you know, he, he's going well for the Mariners here. And he goes up against the Angels here. Um, you know, again, can you trust the Angels offense? I don't I don't think you can. I think that, you know, despite how great Otani has been, he just hasn't gotten the run support um from his teammates. Uh, for him to win the last couple games here, and I know he's he's gone up against Texas, Oakland, and Oakland over his last four starts, where uh, you know he's been pretty good. And, you know he had that stretch where he was in double-digit strikeouts for about six straight games. Uh, but I love your call on the strikeout prop here for Luis Castillo, uh, Malcolm, there. So, you know, you kind of take a look at the strikeout numbers. He has at least eight strikeouts in four of his last five starts, whether it's been for the Mariners or for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and like you mentioned, Angels are one of the teams that do strike out a lot here. I, I love the price here on the plus money with the Mariners at plus 130. Uh, I'll take the Mariners and Luis Castillo on the mound uh, against Shohei Otani and the Angels. Uh, Dylan, team right on Seattle?
1: Team Rock, give me the dog here, boys. Yeah, baby. I did make the Angels a favor, but only a minus 110. I think you nailed it. I don't understand how they can make him a minus 150 favor. And it's just based on his name. It's just based because Otani's on the mound. But I got to take Castillo here. He's had uh, two starts with the Mariners. And like you said, both were against the Yankees. He looked great in those two outings. Two runs in 14 and two-thirds innings against a lineup that's really impressive. So, Otani, he has lost his last two starts at home to the A's and the Rangers. So, might see some regression coming from him. I, I just trust Castillo and the Mariners more in this spot. So, I'll probably be on the Mariners first five plus a half and I'll take a fly on the full game plus 130.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last game here is currently off the board. So, it might be a brief one. 945 Eastern. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, officially TBD for Arizona. I've got Mad Bum going, uh, Madison Bumgarner, and Alex Cobb uh, will get the start for the Giants. Um, I've got no lines for this at all, and therefore nothing else to add. Um, either of you want to tell me anything about the Diamondbacks or the Giants yet?
1: Yeah, nothing. I didn't even have my Madison Bumgarner going, so I Okay. Def- yeah, definitely nothing for me.
2: Munaf? uh bum and Alex Cobb I mean I could tell you the numbers how uh, San Francisco is doing against left-handed pitching this season I mean they're number 12 against left-handed pitching but um you know Bumgarner, is there some extra motivation here maybe going up against his former team I'm not so sure but uh he's been giving up the runs over his past uh I think five starts um uh, for the Diamondbacks, I mean, he has a 5.58 ERA uh, on the road, 6.55 ERA, seven walks, only three strikeouts. He's given up uh, eight earned runs and 11 innings pitched, uh, over here. You know, two, I think that's two, yeah, two starts on the road. So, um, if I had to, you made me pick a game here or a side here, I'd probably go with the Giants here, but no official play without any official lines.
0: Yeah, not much at all on that last one for anybody. Uh, Lock and Dog. Picks to come before this uh, golf playoff uh, starts and Moon can carry on sweating in peace. Um, <laughs> Trade Coffee is back. Trade Coffee, uh, the brand that connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they have ever made by part- partnering with the country's best craft rosters, independent businesses from big cities and small towns um we truly impactful as well this is expert tasted coffee trades coffee team uh, tastes thousands of coffees and will find the right one for you um there's a first match guarantee as well they're so confident they'll match you with the right coffee first time if they don't they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free um the thing to do is answer a couple of questions uh, on the website, and you'll get your own personalised variety of coffees delivered fresh to you, just as often as you like. Um, either a bag of freshly roasted coffee uh, beans or ground, however you brew it. Um, they guarantee you love your first order, or they will replace it for free. Um, Trade are offering subscribers a total of thirty dollars off their first order, plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com/sgp, get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com/sgp. That trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Uh, and finally, Dave. Um, Dave will help you out of a little hole if you're a little bit short of cash at the end of the month for some bills or uh, whatever you need the money for. I think we can all empathize being in that situation. Um, a little treat. Give yourself a little treat uh, from future you by using Dave, uh, the banking app that will get you um, up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash. Use that money to fill your tank, buy a gift, catch up on bills, etc. Um, if you download the Dave app from the App Store, that is D-A-V-E, uh, sign up for an extra cash account, get up to five hundred dollars instantly for T's and C's. Go to Dave.com/legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by Evolve member of the FDIC okay uh, Moonaf, we will let you lead off Um, you've got bigger fish to fry here what's your lock and dog uh, for the Monday slate of games
2: yeah for my lock I really like over in that Orioles and Blue Jays game with Kikuchi and Kyle Bradish. Um, I think that we'll see runs being put up uh, in this game. I don't like any of these pitchers, especially Kikuchi. Um, and you know, Bradish did, uh, he did figure some things out, but uh, when he was, you know, uh, coming back, I think it's from the injury, but um I just think that with these two offenses that we, we do see runs being put up. I know Orioles gave it to the uh, blue Jays earlier this week where, you know, they, they faced each other. Um, There was runs putting, being put up in that game. And I think blue Jays can, you know, tack on runs as well. So over nine for me between the Orioles and the blue Jays. And for my dog, um, there's a couple I did like, but I think my favorite one is going to be that Seattle Mariners uh, money line with Luis Castillo going up against Shohei Otani and the angels. Castillo has been great. Um, I just don't trust the Angels' offense to put up runs against uh, Castillo. I think that maybe if Angels can tag uh, the Mariners for a few, I think they get they. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the Mariners can tag Otani for a few. I think they can get the job done. Uh, so I'll take the plus one thirty money line uh, on the uh, Mariners. Okay, Dylan. Same question. Lock and duck.
1: Yeah, this usually doesn't happen to me, but off. took my picks. Uh, I do. I'm going to stay with the over because I re- that's going to be my best play of the day. I love the over it. for all the reasons Munaf said. We're going to fade both pitchers. Both uh, offenses are familiar with the pitchers as well. So we're going to go over nine in the Blue Jays and Orioles game and I did want to take the Mariners as my dog, but do it. Not- do it. Dil. Do it. No, no, no peer pressure this time. I'm actually going to okay. take the, the Dodgers on the run line plus 115. It's ridiculous. We're getting uh, plus money with the Dodgers. So I think they bounce back Freddie Peralta. He's He's kind of fraudulent, in my opinion. So I think the Dodgers nail him. So give me the Dodgers on the run line.
0: Okay, so we talked Dylan out of that one. My lock's going to be the Chicago Cubs uh, to get the win away at the Washington Mm. Nationals. Um, Yeah, obviously, they're a bit of a risk-taking, the Cubs, but they have been playing better baseball lately. Uh, Marcus Stroman has been... Trustworthy and just, I agree. It's just really on the bottom part of his uh, form cycle at the moment. He has been backable in certain spots, but just not at the moment. And the Nats really are struggling. Um, so give me the Cubs at minus one thirty nine. And for my dog, I'm not going to be talked out of it. I'm uh, that's Seattle. And then he made this Seattle my um. Lock at plus 125. I'm that confident about it. Um, Moon off probably doesn't want to hear that, but um, I just think it's a great price. I can't have the Angels anywhere near a minus 140 favorite. Um, so yeah, this looks like one of the value bets of the season for me. Um, Castillo, at plus um, 125 with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, so there you go. Um, Moon off, we will keep this um sign off short and sweet because the two golfers are stood on the 18th tee. Um, good luck, Moon off. We uh we we hope you win,
2: sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh they just took off on the first playoff hole. But no, uh, baseball. Uh we're winding out the season, boys. <laughs> it's it's getting closer and closer to the playoffs. I'm excited. Uh, but we're gonna be here as usual. You guys know it. Uh so we'll be back tomorrow for the Tuesday game. So uh looking forward to uh this coming week, uh, ever so closer to football as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, what's your Sunday night look like?
1: Uh nothing much, just uh Watching some Sunday night baseball, relaxing, and uh, yeah, hopefully pumping out some oh. more winners. Up and off. not good.
2: Oh, what was that noise, moonoff? I thought he was in the water, but it bounced off the <laughs> edge there. By, <laughs> for, uh, Sitaka, but for Sakka, but I have a good feeling that I'm going to lose this. But uh, I hope he
1: wins. I yeah, also too,
2: but uh, is that looking very good? <laughs>
0: He's definitely going to win. Okay, thank you everyone for joining us. Thanks to the boys in the chat. Uh, good luck with all your bets. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a good week this week. I can sense it. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. Um, until then, we will see you down the road. cheers